Welcome to the We Are From Dust podcast. My name is Yomi Ayeni. I am the chief instigator at We Are From Dust. We are an art nonprofit organization dedicated to the proliferation of large scale participatory and interactive art in public places and spaces. Today, I'm joined by my colleague at WAF Dust, Will Chase, the guiding light of this wayward vessel, to round, do an annual roundup on the activities that the organization's been engaged in in this rather unusual year, 2020. Will, it's been one of those years, right? It is. I would say it's been a singular year. <laughs> I don't know if you can say it's one of those years. Let's hope it's not one of those years. Let's. <laughs> Let's hope this is the bottom. <laughs> Absolutely. Just, just before we started the recording, I was kind of thinking about, you know, the past 12 months and what we were doing this time last year. And this time last year, we were welcoming two metallic cats reclining gracefully at our sculpture park in Point San Pablo Harbour, which is far cry from where they are right now. But it was a joyous sort of event because... That meant, at that point, we had placed almost all the pieces that we needed in the harbor. Yep, rounding out our exhibition there. And then, yeah, it's, it seems like forever ago, right? I mean, that was like such a long time ago. Yes, we, I, I guess yeah. it would be right to say we, we have grown somewhat since. Uh, yeah, the, cats I mean... were, the cats were a great one because they were kind of like the last piece that we had out of, out of the desert. Yeah, and that you know that made for an, an amazing exhibition out of Point San Pablo Harbor, and it's just it's been such a great learning experience as well as an opportunity for you know Rob and Yella and the crew there to like in, enjoy some artwork and have some things that really you know attract people and you know create joy and wonder and awe. You know we've got Nilotticus out there, the big crocodile, and we've got um, Astropod from Michael Christian, and we've got Futures Past from Kate Roudenbush, and then we had the cats all this last year. Uh, the purpods from Paige Tashner and and it's just people are just loving it you know and they've got they've got goats out there now <laughs> and so you can play with uh, yes. the baby you can play with the baby goats and then play with the art it's it's everyone loves it it's super fun I have a slight issue with the goats it's yeah. when I saw the goats climbing all over Nilotticus I, I, I was kind of <laughs> like <laughs> get off our art you're like inter interspecies weirdness man <laughs> <laughs> We don't uh, sanction interspecies weirdness here. Absolutely not. So those goats and their horns and their hooves, you know, you never know where they go. It's just kind of strange. But it's created a, an almost a totally unique sort of landscape and a sort of a unique experience out there. Because you, you drive over the hills and then you just drop into the bay. And to your right-hand side, you've got goats and then you've got the crocodile, you yeah. know. And then yeah. it just opens up. Landscaping there is absolutely perfect. I, I really feel we couldn't have been offered uh, a more appropriate sort of location. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a great spot. And he's done a really good job of upgrading the, the place and the, you know, everything he's got there. The cafe is amazing. And uh, the harbor's, you know, getting improved all the time. But they, they improved the, the road to, to and from the, the place, which thank God, because it was really, really harrowing to get artwork, large scale artwork up and over that hill. And, and so now that's a, at least somewhat better. <laughs> so it's a, it's a it, little, it's not, not bone jarring to get there either. No, no, that is true. I can remember the first few times that I went there, the road was a little uh, janky to say the least, but I posted a video of um, Nilotikus's arrival oh and God. that was hairy. Uh, I mean, they, they, 
the multiple attempts to get get round one of the hair hairpin bends with this long forty something foot crocodile just hanging off the back of this <laughs> this um, lorry. It's what's what's crazy, crazy, you know, like with this this business that we do, this work that we do is so funny because it's like, you know, we're doing a lot of spreadsheets, a lot of contracts, a lot of administration, moving shit around, stuff like that. And then suddenly the next thing you know, you've got like a, a massive ceramic alligator or crocodile like hanging off the back of a, you know, heroin, <laughs> absolutely terrifying, <laughs> you know, road trip over a, over a hill. It's just like, yeah, this is what we do. <laughs> I guess you could say signed up for to yeah. a certain degree, but we hadn't, I don't think we kind of, when looking at placement with regards to the harbour, we mm. really haven't carefully looked at the road and the way to get things in, you know, because it's, it's a bit of a, I mean, it's a great adventure. I, I kind of feel the distance between the main road or the high freeway, as you guys call it, and the harbour kind of, mm. it's a big disconnect. It kind of, you, it takes you away from that, that whole driving on the freeway to taking it easy as you're going around the twists and the turns and the bends, and then you have the view. Yeah. You know, and it makes it's, a lot of difference. It's kind of, you know, there's a psychological thing to that, right? I mean, it's, it's really going off a beaten path. And it's a lot like going to Burning Man where you're like, suddenly you've, you've left the real world and it's like, he's like cast off into this and you're like into this other space. And it really does have that feel to it. It's really a, an attractor for sure. Yep. So we've got four, four pieces. Well, we had four pieces there. Uh, and we didn't know at the time, obviously, unless we, we had a crystal ball, that the whole world would more or less collectively pull a handbrake and things would grind to a halt. But then, on the plus side, we have a big outdoor space where you can go and meander, you're not dealing with a museum, you're not dealing with queuing up, you're not dealing with all of these things. You're on the bay, open air amazing and you've got pieces of art that you can interact with in fact you can just put your mat down and pitch up and just have a picnic right beside any of the pieces without any hassle at all yeah you know it's a unique location and i've seen pictures from people you know, and, and posts from people online on instagram who frequent the harbor and they have continuously done that because it is one of the few places where you can actually have that sort of experience during yeah. this age of COVID. Totally. Yeah. And one of the things that really did for us that, you know, that whole exhibition was, you know, like I said, it, it, we learned a lot of lessons from it. We, we sort of, you know, honed our skills and our processes and stuff. Um, and then it really was a launch pad for our next set of exhibitions. And, and at the beginning of 2020, um, we had literally five different exhibitions that were queued up and ready to go. And we were like, we were primed for all of them and everything was just cranking along. And it was like, we were really on the upswing and it felt really, really good. We had, like I said, five exhibitions that had big clients. We had the artwork selected. We had everything, you know, all, everything was lined up. All we needed was the money uh, to, to make them happen. And then COVID hit and it became impossible to fundraise you know in the face of that of, of, of everything that was going on on all fronts it would have just been untoward if not amoral to be fundraising for this kind of stuff at that moment and so we we pulled the handbrake as well and said okay let's not do any projects right now that require fundraising let's do but let's do ones that um, are self-funded while we spend some time trying to build our community and build our audience and, and our fan base um, and collaborators, you know, a list of collaborators that work with We Are From Dust. 
so we ended up having like really great success with that. You know, I was a little nervous about it because I didn't think we were going to be able to find, you know, self-funded clients, but um, we did really well with it. We suddenly had, you know, we now have a few more exhibitions in place. We have the one in Bristol. We've got one in Salt Lake City, which we could talk about. Um, both, you know, outside exhibitions, like you're saying, like that are COVID friendly and, you know, safe to enjoy and, and people are really digging them. And now that, you know, they, people are starting to get out a little bit more as they can and finding ways to entertain themselves are, you know, great, great opportunities for people to experience art. Should we coin that phrase and just say our art is COVID friendly? Is that now a thing? It may as well be. Well, now that they've got, now they've got, um, they've determined that the surface transmission is very, the risk of that is very low. I feel a lot better about it. Cause that was one of the risks, right? At the beginning of yep. when COVID hit, we're like, I suddenly realized I'm like, well, damn, we're, we're putting art out in public where people are all supposed to participate with it. And in a lot of cases that means touching it, you know? And I was like, we can't do that <laughs> in, in COVID. But now that they're saying surface transmission risk is relatively low, it's actually feel a little better about it. Um, so yeah, it's maybe we could say COVID friendly. Maybe we'll just yeah. have, we'll have some artwork out there that actually delivers the vaccine right into your arm. As you come up. <laughs> Intensive participation. You're mentioning some of the places because we we were we we had another sort of um, Salt Lake City, Utah gig. Uh, we were looking at New York. Uh, we were looking at Napa, and uh, I think at that point we were uh, tinkering with Bristol. And Bombay Beach was also was also on the cards because we had some pieces that we we had in storage that were going to go there, and everything fell apart. Right. Actually, did fall apart. And I remember vividly, you know, I was prepping and and putting together our very first crowdfund, mm-hmm. uh, which right. we launched. This is so disastrous. We launched it. <laughs> We launched it within a week of most of the nations in the world saying, okay, everything's shut down. Yeah. Everything's exactly. done. That was and, awkward. And then you couldn't ask people with, we had situations where we had lots of artists. I and, mean, you know, this project was set up to, to support artists. We had artists who were out of work, who lots of projects were cancelled. And, you know, a, a lot of our generous donors they themselves had to kind of batten down the hatches and and look at you know look after themselves and family and it was the wrong time to go out asking people for funds in fact we're still there i mean we still haven't crowdfunded or 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 done any fundraising in 2020 and it's remarkable that we have with that period launched extra projects Mm-hmm. And that is that is a testament to the fact that, you know, big art, participatory art, outdoor art has got a role in community, in society, more so now than oh. ever before. Museums are closing their doors all over the place. And, you know, we're putting art out there for people to touch. Yeah, the nice thing is, like, like we were saying, you know, like being able to do outdoor exhibitions is really helpful right now. And, and it, it's it's helpful for people who are trying to attract people to their you know, to their spaces, right? Like Salt Lake City exhibition is in the Gallivan Center, which is downtown Salt Lake City. And, and we've got um, Coro Loco um, by Emily Nicolosi there. And Do you want to describe what it is, what it looks like? Oh my God, it's a, it's a gorgeous, it's a steel, um, basically it's a steel frame with a heart hung on it. And the heart is made of dichroic 
um, film on acrylic. And so they're little, these little beautifully colored um, panels that taken together create this incredible art, uh, colorful um, and vibrant sculpture that both, the, the thing about dichroic um, film is that it both reflects and refracts light at the same time. So it lets light through and colorizes it and also reflects light back of that in that same color. So the, the, the color variations you get are just really, really stunning. And no matter where you stand, it's like a completely different experience of the piece. It's really gorgeous. Um, so that's now in the Gallivan Center through the, through the holidays for the next six months. Um, we also have two of the per pods from Paige Tashner there. Um, and there we, we built new plinths for them, very, very beautiful plinths um, that, that match the cats and they, they look really gorgeous. So, you know, this is, it's a great way for people to draw, you know, to draw attention to, you know, downtown centers where people are all hanging out and, but staying socially distanced and the whole bit. And, you know, and they're, they're able to participate with them and play with them and everyone's having fun. I don't know whether we can call them partners or clients. Clients always sounds weird. I hate the term, but it's, I, yeah. I have yet to come up because these are relationships. Yeah, you know, the they best are. I say that the best projects that we have are relationships and you know it's like we're trying to you know do something good by them so i'd rather call them partners than clients. yeah they're partners we've got a great partner out there they've been extremely accommodating and they they've given us the opportunity to to do what we're doing further away from our home base at point san pablo and uh i think the project launched we were rushing to get things in before christmas and i think we went in just before did we go in before thanksgiving or just after thanksgiving uh, and and the, the pieces there for the world to go and and play with and in the absence of uh of um luna and vega the two cats uh, at uh, Point San Pablo, we are working on a new piece, which is probably going to be in January. Mm -hmm. You know, and are we going to are we going to keep that one quiet for a while? Keep that one a little quiet for now. Okay, <laughs> we're going to keep that one quiet for a while. So there's yeah. a new piece going in, as you know. Point San Pablo is is our reg. It's, it is our home base, and we have a rolling, rotating exhibition of of pieces going in. Some you probably notice may not be that easy to move without breaking our respective backs and bank balances. But you'll also know that there's some that aren't that big that we can actually rotate. And that is what we're going to be doing. But mm -hmm. while, while um, the, the, the crowdfund, and thank you everybody who, who gave us money and who donated and, and got the various bits, uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, sorry we didn't quite hit our goal, but I'm sure when the world gets back off its feet, we will try crowdfunding again is a great experience it gave me lots of sleepless nights which, which, which I, I can imagine you know i was lying in bed wondering goodness how are we going to skin this one because there is no way out do we pull the plug but we need the money you know so it didn't work um but then over the horizon came the unison crew and shannon came to the she came to the table she's part of our team she lives in reno and shannon came along and introduced us to the unison team and uh they helped produce um our celebration event in june right was that in right? june i think it was around in june and that was that was the knight in shining armor because we really didn't have any money at that point at all right 
and we needed a lot of help. And uh, they put on uh, a day, a day long, no, two day long celebration. Um, lots of DJs, lots of fun, lots of activity. I mean, the community came out in full force. It wasn't just dance yeah. music. We had poetry. We had performances. I remember the the lady that did the the silk act mm -hmm. on a crane outside somewhere, and then just dropped, and her parachute came out. You know, right. and uh, that was just. I, I my jaw dropped on that, <laughs> you know. Um, so we yeah, had. That, that, I was going to say that production crew was amazing. They like they put so much energy and effort into that, into that event. And you know we had internet, like you were saying, we had international DJs. We had a, a full live stream from the from London. We had a full live stream going from the United States at the same time. And it was, and it was just like, they did an amazing amount of work. And it was it was interesting because that was the time when, you know, COVID sort of benefits were happening on that you know people were started doing you know like twitch parties and stuff like that mm. and zoom parties and, and stuff to just to just to hang out and celebrate yeah. whatever you know to do something you know something creative um, but it was really it was fascinating to watch how you know people want to connect they want to they want to collaborate they want to play together they want to you know and that's why we do what we do is we we put artwork out there that you know gives people something to do that with and, and around and it was you know when you're not able to go gather in physically in person, it was, it was interesting to see the degree to which people were gravitating towards that kind of experience of still connecting with each other in a creative way and, if, and it further reinforce what we do and the, you know, and the value of what we do. Um, so it was really, you know, it felt weird at first to do like for us to do like an online sort of party and event and stuff like that. And then I, it sort of when it clicked into me of like, oh, this is really just an extension of our mission, just a different kind of vector on it. It was like, I, you know, I felt much more, you know, in aligned with it and and after after the event which was super fun and really enter and and, and uh, really entertaining to, to be a part of i you know we we determined like let's do this regularly now because <laughs> we're Definitely. idiots because we do because we we have you know not enough work to do but you know, we, maybe <laughs> maybe we'll make this you know an annual thing because it is a great way to you know to gather your community as well Indeed. as you know raise funds as you can if you can I mean, I, I can remember um, what during the the pre-production, uh, and um, over in the states, the Black Lives Matter and uh, George Floyd yeah. thing kicked off, and uh, and the team got message to me to say, hey, look, uh, really, while we're helping you to produce this thing, um, we have certain reservations of the fact that you guys are not offering. You know, you've not mentioned to, to anyone or gone public with, you know, be it the social justice sort of groups that you're going to be donating money to towards. And uh, as a result, we feel a little bit conflicted and uncertain whether we can actually support you and move forward with this. So I, 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 I wrote this, this long email which which was kind of fun. I think I may have mentioned this at some point, but it was just really, really strange. I just said, okay, hi, guys. Uh, first, I'd like to thank you immensely for supporting We Are From Dust and all, all the hard work and, and the effort that you put in. Well, my name is Yoms. I am the founder of We Are From Dust, and uh, I am black. <laughs> and everyone's like oh okay <laughs> and then i went on to say hey look we are going to be giving money to various social justice sort of groups but our 
uh, our our drive and our our ambition is not to stop there, to actually do things that have a certain amount of legacy. And as a result, we not only have given money to social justice groups in the States, but we have donated money to causes in Kenya to protect um, underage young girls from um, female genital mutilation and, um, and early, you know, I mean, young kids of six, seven, eight being married off to old men. You know, we've, we've put money into that. Um, the Beirut uh, disaster, we put some money into that. You know, so it's not just, I mean, I, I, I guess we, we can look as far and wide as we can and try making the world a better place and try doing what we can. You know, um, yeah, black lives most definitely matter. Um, and, you know, I, I'm a huge advocate. I mean, God almighty, I, I, it, it goes without saying. But there are other issues in the world that we should also that we'd I'd like us to also be able to deal with and 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 I'm so 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 honoured that the team kind of said hey look we love what you're doing we understand the legacy thing yes and uh, and they honestly they put on the most amazing party it really really it was so touching it you know tough. two days of it it no it. It was more or less two days when you kind of cal- calculate the the whole thing because we it had was. one stream going off in the states and we had another stream yeah. starting from Europe. Yeah, no, it was two days because I remember thinking specifically, "Do you guys really want to do this for two days?" <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's how yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was it was a grand grand effort, and and that's during that particular period we were still debating as to. You know, was there going to be a trip to the desert this year? Where are we going to right. be going to the burn? Because, I mean, people who know what we are from Dust is we, the art that we mainly focus on is burner art or burner inspired art or burn inspired art, and and we take our key, I guess, our cue from the art that we see in the desert, which is, you know, I would say the most elaborate and and an adventurous uh, art exhibition on the planet. And our goal, our goal is to make sure that those pieces of art that are experienced in the desert appear in the real world and the outside world where people can actually enjoy the same experience, albeit without the dust and the craziness, but, but, but to offer, offer the public that opportunity and hopefully it breaks their brains and, and does what it has done for us. So without the desert, then, you know, then it kind of compounded the thing that, OK, so we're not fundraising. Uh, we're not going to the desert. There is no new art. Well, that, that, that development definitely, you know, changed our direction to a degree. I mean, it, it, it became apparent that if, if BlackRock City 2020 wasn't going to happen, it's like there was suddenly new challenges and opportunities opening up, right? Opportunities being, okay, where's all this artwork that was being otherwise created for BlackRock City 2020 that's now not going there? Where does it go? You know, so what, what can we do to help get it some exposure and, you know, and, and, and get it out there in the world? Um, and I, you know, I actually reached out to Marion at Burning Man, Burning Man and said, hey, you know what, this could be, you know, We Are From Dust could become your arm for, you know, getting artwork out into the world of, you know, like, you know, extending what would have been 2020, Burning Man, Black Rock City 2020 into the further world. Um, and we started down that path a little bit, but then the, the, the virtual Burning Man started to yes. come up yes. in, in its stead. And so, you know, for those of you who didn't know, there were, you know, Burning Man, instead of, in lieu of Black Rock City 2020 this year, um, they 
there were a number eight groups who created virtual experiences of Burning Man, uh, of Black Rock City, uh, of various types. Um, and we are from Dust got involved with that as well. So one of those was um, uh, Dusty Multiverse, uh, and they reached out to us once they got awarded an official, you know, uh, multiverse designation from Burning Man, they reached out to us and said, uh, we don't know how to do art. <laughs> we know how to do code and software. We don't know how to get art into this. What can you do for us? So we decided, I, I, I talked with them. And, and at first I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. If this it sounds like fun. But, but then I realized this is actually a, another extension of our mission, which is to put participatory, participatory art in public spaces. This is just a different public space. It's just, it happens to be a virtual one. So we went about um, working with artists and modelers to connect them and, and get some art, you know, art pieces that were originally seen on Playa or even some that weren't originally seen on Playa modeled and into these virtual worlds and, and, and they could play in there. So we worked with Black Rock City uh, with, with BRCVR. They were the main world that we worked with as well as Dusty Multiverse to help facilitate their getting some artwork in there into their world. Um, but overall, it was a fantastic experience. So now um, uh, we, we're, we have a, an amazing collection of, of archival and new Burning Man art in BRCVR that people can run around and if they've got an Oculus headset or a desktop machine, I'll get you there too. But yeah. um, going in VR and doing it in there and like having some, you know, some playa authentic experiences and experiencing art is really, I, really fun. I mean, it was, it, I... I had the most amazing time. It was uh, exhilarating to say the least. I was super skeptical, absolutely skeptical. You, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to strap a headset on, and but I can remember laying in bed with the laptop, hooking up with a few friends along the way, and then the player experience started. You know, you could port a whole posse from one place to the other. Uh, and then it, and then it just became it became almost like those nights where you've all got your bicycles chained in a particular place, and you all know that you're riding to the next spot at a certain time, and and you you know you've got this you've, you're parked beside an art car, so you know where your bikes are. So yeah, let's all go out and party, you know. And, yeah, and, somebody, from... and somebody has to pop back to camp to grab their backpack. Right? Yes, somebody right. else has to go to the porta potty. <laughs> Right. Next thing you know, you're like, wait a minute, I'm really a Burning Man. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. It was an amazing effort. People put so much into it, uh, yeah, and great. and I'm glad parties are still going on. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I I too was a skeptic. You know, I mean, I'm I'm jaded as hell when it comes to the play. I've been out there 18 years, right? Mm. And I got into BRCVR and started playing around in there, and I was like, I was it was like goosebump worthy, authentic experiences no joke and i am jaded as hell and like one after another everything you're just describing um it's like that was the experience it's like really felt like these are all the things that we do at burning man and here we are doing them here like authentically it wasn't like hey let's play burning man it was more like it really was an authentic burning man experience in its own right so it's yeah. still the, the world's is still up there though they'll probably continue to be up um i know there that's that's in the works um but we we expect we are from dust we are from dust expects to continue to help facilitate the process of getting artwork into those worlds as well as conducting art tours and stuff like that which we have done. Hmm. The world was super fun, and we also yeah. have our headquarters. We 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 had our headquarters. We are from dust uh, uh, headquarters. <laughs> Virtual headquarters. 
virtual headquarters. And we were, we're going to put the idea is to put sculptures around that so it becomes a showcase so we can actually show the purpods you can actually show the you know coro loco and some of the other pieces that we put up so that it becomes like a a living you know immersive uh portfolio of our Absolutely. you know our art and what's what's available to people it's pretty and fun. and while while this was going on and it's it it's not as if you know we've ever had the opportunity to actually just focus on one single thing while this was going on we then had bristol brewing at that point and bristol uh for those who don't know i've got you know bristol bristol's in the uk uh and bristol was to be and is our very first international um presence and because you had the covid locked down you had all the dramas associated with with um, the, the world pulling a handbrake. We decided that we were going to commission a piece to come to Bristol. We commissioned Paige to build a, a brand new Purpod. I guess it, that's our very first commission. It was. It was. Yeah. Very first commission. So we commissioned her to build... Uh, and she got a crew together, and uh, the work started. And it, as with all of these things, it's never an easy birth. You know, we we went through we went through things that we'd never experienced before, things that no one had ever told us was going to happen. In fact, it was like, it was like international shipping, right? Yes, international <laughs> shipping. Uh, who who knew who knew that you know. The, I thought these things just went in containers, but no, they have to go in crates. Well, okay, we'll just build a crate. No, you don't just build a crate. You have to have a certified person build a crate, take all the wood somewhere, have it heat-treated, fumigated, then someone comes along and stamps every single panel, you know, and only then will they accept it maybe where it's going, or they may not even let it in the container, because that means it just gridlocks the whole system. And... Fortunately for us, we have one or two or three supporters who help us with uh, an annual donation. Uh, and we were able to put that money towards Bristol. And through the whole lockdown period, uh, commission, pay, cover all the costs for this piece to materialize in the UK, including shipping, which is not cheap. Like, like you're saying, like, it, nor is it easy. It's not, you know, it's not easy doing this stuff like you were just describing. It's like, that's the value add that we provide. Like, like clients, partners don't want to have to deal with this stuff. They just want to be able to get some beautiful art for their space and, and not have to worry about it beyond that. And that's what we try to do is as much as possible be a self-cleaning oven for our partners so that um, all they have to do is worry about where the, where the piece is going to go and how much people are going to enjoy it and when, and when to cut a check, if, it, if, if, yeah. if even that. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's learning international shipping is just one aspect of the, the, the incredible level of complexity that we're dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis with this stuff. And, you know, it's the expertise that we, our team brings to the table um, that really makes it, you know, valuable for everybody indeed and getting the money to do that in itself is also uh if i if i could be bold enough to say a major ball ache because you've got <laughs> to keep juggling and not only are we we paying to get the things built but we also pay the artist's fee as well 
So we talk about transportation costs, and and with with Bristol, uh, we're very very fortunate to have um, a partner in the UK uh, called Art Space Life Space, and what they do is they they take over. Um, empty buildings. In this instance, they've taken over a 13th century stately home that has, I think, more than 700 or some acres of land all the way around it. Uh, and the house, the house, fall into slight disrepair, but they've repurposed it, and they've got artist studios in there, and they just wanted something to beautify the grounds, to draw more people into the space so you can enjoy the park, but you can also enjoy the house and you can actually interact with the art. So we partnered with them and they were very cool enough to apply to the Art Council of England for a grant. And that is the very first grant that's been awarded to We Are From Dust. I mean, we got a little bit of the money, not much, but it's super frigging cool to be able to put, you know, sponsored by on your website. <laughs> you're talking to people saying, but you're American. Yes, but we got, we've got things in England. We've got things, we, you know, the Art Council of England has given us um, a handout, which is really, really cool. So we've got Bristol Boo, which is the new pod built by Paige Tashner. Uh, we've got The Envoy by Hugo Farmer. And we also have um, Zilatico by CJ Roughgarden. That's up there. And Omboy is a series of statues with megaphone heads. And, you know, they look just absolutely amazing. They actually look bronze-like, but they're actually resin, from what I gather. Uh, and they, they're very... I mean, it's all... It's slightly politicised, but it depends on which way you want to swing in society on how you see them. Um, I see them as Orwell. They're Orwellian. That's how I like Yes, them. they are kind of Orwellian, indeed. Yes. Indeed. True. And Zlatico is amazing arch <laughs> that... It's, it's just... Instagram friendly. It is, it is just the one that I mean. I can see weddings happening around the, around the arch, uh, but these are all set out on the grounds, and we then have Andrea Greenlees's Trasparenza, which has just arrived in the UK. Now, Trasparenza first showed up at Burning Man in two thousand and was it nineteen? I think it was nine. No, nine, yes, it was nineteen, and mm-hmm. then it went to Reno for a while. And now it's in London having a little bit of cosmetic work done before it goes to Bristol. And that is almost like a, a perspex cathedral that you can walk into. And it's amazing. It's about 12 to 15 foot high. And it's really, really, really cool. It's going to be placed opposite the Sunken Rose Garden. So you've got a different experience there to to all the other pieces. So that's what we've that's one of the things we've been juggling. But also while while dealing with that, as I said it's a multiple sort of thing. While that's going on, then we had the Salt Lake City gig, right. which 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 meant for a team of people who did you say this was our third job, not our second, but our third? This is all, this is all our third gig at best, probably, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. You know, so we, we, we have, fortunately, we have Katie Eldridge, who is a resident of Utah. She actually lives in Park City. And she kind of helped manage that. I am managing Bristol. I think Rob, with a certain amount of help from Candace, uh, doing Point San Pablo, 
What else have we got? We got anything else? We got we moved Playa Escape. Oh yes! Oh yes! Yes! So this was a rescue. This was a rescue operation. So in in at Burning Man 2019, um, uh, Alex Howe from London, uh, designer architect, uh, created Playascape, which is this massive um, sort of amphitheater kind of seating, stadium seating kind of thing. But it's 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 very organic in shape and in sort of it's designed to look like the horizon line of uh, the Black Rock Desert with the, the Calico Mountains and stuff. So it has that undulating kind of feel to it. It's really beautiful. And it had no destination after the playa. And the, since the crew was from London in, you know, trying to you know, ship the whole thing over to London wasn't going to be really terrible. <laughs> no. And so they, so we took, oh, took it over basically, took possession of it on playa and, it, you know, reduced it to a, you know, a pile of, of stacked plywood, all CNC cut. And we put it in a trailer and, and brought it to Reno where it stayed for a while. And then we have now secured a new location for it, um, which is the ruins. A, it's a um, development in American Canyon at the base of Napa Valley in, in California. And um, they have a big residential, multi-use residential commercial um, uh, development in process that's uh, slated to open, I believe next year. And so we're slated to put Playa Escape in as a you know major place where you know gathering space for people um, come next summer. So we delivered the the piece to Oakland to the developer, uh, the real estate developer there, and we're now waiting until you know until next summer for the the space to be ready to put it up. Um, but that's going to be that was a whole logistical operation just getting it from Reno, you know, from the Playa to the Reno to Oakland, um, and you know. And then the next step will be the next step when we get there, and we'll see if that you know yeah. things things happen, and maybe it won't happen. But you know, our, our full intent is to is to get out there if 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 everything happened, rather than it you know ending up in back in a warehouse somewhere. I mean, when you look at the costs and the budgets and various things, and and it's not that you know it's really worth talking too much about money, but over the year. When you look at our overheads and what we've spent, what we've raised and what we've what's what's been donated and given to us and gifted and what we spend money on, it is absolutely ludicrous. It is uh, insane. Uh, transport is not cheap. No, none, none of this is cheap. That's the thing, man. I wish it was because we, we have so much opportunity. And it's just we're only limited by the money we have and, you know, the donors that we're able to secure who are generously helping us out. Because if we if we've got the money, we can do so much stuff. There's so much art. There's so many partners waiting to have it. Um, so many opportunities to get you know artists paid and you know doing making a, a living wage for the work for their work. Um, you know, so yeah, everybody's donations really make go a long way. And and as you were saying, Yams, we don't put any money back into us. We've never taken yeah. a dime out of this. We've only put money into it. Um, we're doing. We all do this as volunteers because we believe in it. Um, Sometimes I don't know why. Yes, I know. How did I talk? How did I? How did we talk people into this? Because I was looking at the costs, you know, and and um, our budget and our, our spend for last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we 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 spent less than even less than five percent on operational costs. Oh yeah, less than yeah, less than that. Less than five percent. <laughs> of a lot of money 
that's the advantage of being a virtual organization that's geographically distributed and you have zoom and you know google docs to, to rely on so we're, mm -hmm. we're all over the place so we don't we don't have a lot of overhead and that's so yeah all of our money that we we bring in goes back to the artists and goes back to these exhibitions directly mm -hmm. The, with regards to the artists and payment for the artists, including the, the new client gigs that, that we've picked up along the way, well, we make a commission off, off that, but then that commission in itself is the sort of thing that is paid and funded sending and building a new purport to come over to the UK. Yeah. You know, that is where the money goes. It's, yeah. it's not as if we've, we've got a main line... Uh, <laughs> you're talking about a piece of art that costs about 30,000, you know, we ourselves with our day-to-day -day jobs and our, our own individual overheads haven't got the 30K to put into We Are From Dust. Uh, so we get the money, a small percentage, a small commission off some of the, the other, other work we do, for instance, Salt Lake City. But then you look at Salt Lake City and look at what that money has gone towards and what it's done and what it's going to do. So there's mm -hmm. a there's a juggling, a big juggling act. And in in certain okay. instances, you know, there are we we there, there there are occasions where things are stupidly tight, and it's not so much of creative accounting, but we just have to manage things uh, a little. We we <laughs> but... necessarily work we necessarily work close to the bone on mm. financially, and that's just the the nature of, of of our business model at this moment. But our goal for 2021. As it was, for, as it was for 2020, had been for 2020 before it all, you know, went sideways. Our goal for 2021 is to get sustainable, right? Is to to have to build our coffers through by doing exhibitions. Like when we provide value, we get value. So when we provide value by putting artwork out there, by handling all these logistics, by doing all this stuff, we get some degree of, you know, we get a commission that it represents the value that we provided, and that money goes back into, like you said back straight into other exhibitions. We just need to have like enough of a coffer that we can build from and work from. And mm. that gives the ability to like pay for a, you know, pay for a trucker prior to, you know, prior to him delivering so that they, you know, so that um, he's not waiting around for it, you know, and then wait, we're waiting for us to fundraise for that money. Mm. Just to be able, you know, we'll, we'll fundraise for that, you know, that for later. We just need to be able to have, you know, just a bank account to be able to float our, you know, ongoing, you know, activities and stuff. Okay, dreams for 2021. Ooh. Um, good question. Mm. Mm. Is, this a, is this a tumbleweed moment? <laughs> yeah, it's more, more, <laughs> definitely more exhibitions. I mean, we have, we have three solid exhibitions right now that are, you know, international. We want to keep those up and running. Um, you know, if we can get, work again with Salt Lake City we you know they were they've been a great partner and we could always put more artwork out in the Gallivan Center or anywhere else for instance but so you know maintaining the, the existing ex exhibitions and adding a few as many more as is reasonable mm. you know yeah. and and add also adding more team members right I mean we're, we're doing this yeah, that'd very, be good. we're doing this in a very distributed fashion we're all run th pretty thin on it um we could we could stand a lot you know to gain a lot by having some specifically project managers like art you know art installation project managers who can help us get stuff out there um you know we're and we're honing in our processes that's the other thing we're honing in our processes and and um our procedures and stuff so that it, everything is a little more smooth we're, we're learning a lot as we go here and yeah. we're applying that back to our you know back to our efficiency 
indeed i think the learnings the learnings also include things like how we manage our finance with regard finances regarding payments you know mm-hmm. um our commitments uh, and and truth be told we we we're not a ramshackle sort of outfit we've got a colossal amount of experience but we just haven't got as much we didn't have as much as we have now and we are learning a lot as we go along and there aren't that many outfits out there that are doing what we're doing and yeah for with good reason it's a pain in the ass no <laughs> I for 2021 <laughs> I'd like I'd like more art in Bristol I would like more more exposure uh over at um Point San Pablo we'd love to get some press for people to finally hear what we're doing and and yeah. and understand why we're doing what we're doing uh and it would be great to have more artists and there yeah. are pieces out there that I would love to put in places you know it's I remember a friend you know who would say put your face near my camera you know my face on your I would like to put our art in your face you know <laughs> <laughs> you know and to do to do a bit of that and uh and I hope that you know I I I I really do hope that our team aren't too stressed you know and we, it we, we it yeah varies. and we have we have more people on board to take to pick up the pick up the slack and to help us deal as we grow yeah and to to put one more goal into that list that i think is one of the most important is it is growing our community right growing and i don't say i would say audience if i was speaking in marketing speak in other words another number of people who are sort of listening to us but it's really this is our you know our we want to grow our community this is we're only as strong as the people we've got and we have incredible people in this community and one of the things that we do you know, we as a, as a core team, you know, handle most of the, you know, the main logistics and coordination and facilitation of this stuff, but we can always have uh, our, you know, installation teams anywhere in the world. And we can, we're able to have the ability to spin those up um, and, you know, and give us reach wherever we want it or wherever we could possibly hope to have it. So we want to try and grow our community. We want to spread the word about what we do. We'll find more people who are interested in and, and just fans of what we're doing just so people are paying attention and sharing this stuff with other people. Um, Cause like I said, we're only as, we're only going to be as strong as the, as the quality of the people that we have in our community. So we want to Absolutely. grow that. Absolutely. And I guess on that note, we, we should throw forward to 2021 and wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And, and hopefully happy year. <laughs> <laughs> we should be we should be saying happier new year this year that's happier new year happier new year oh brilliant absolutely okay. will um from from london to um to where are you you're in, in portland portland from london to portland i come i wanted to say Pismo, but no, it's Portland. <laughs> it's, oh, no, it was, it was. I know it's like cross between Oregon and it starts with P. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty cool town. You should come visit. <laughs> you got snow somewhere near there. I don't do so much. Yeah, I was I was skiing on a volcano yesterday, so I'm I'm pretty happy. <laughs> well, we're dealing with damp and dreary over here, uh, but on on behalf of the entire team of where we are from, dust. 
we wish you all uh, a Merry Christmas and uh, and a Happy New Year. And Will, thanks a lot for 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 guiding this, uh, as I called it, a wayward vessel. Oh uh, yeah, you know it's it's like I said, it's, we're only as good as the quality of people, and the people on this team are amazing. Starting with you and like driving driving all this stuff, keeping it going. It's 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 a lot, but it's 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 one of the more it's the, one of the most gratifying things I get to work on. I wish it could be my full-time gig. <laughs> I wish it's paid enough salary, same, but it just doesn't. Same here, uh, same here. But short and of if, that, short of that, I'm happy to volunteer my time and energy with you know people you. like you to be able to do amazing stuff like this. Thank you. And if you're listening and you're interested in supporting We Are From Dust, it's We Are From Dust. Uh, you go to our website. Uh, there are links there for you to, to, to donate. Um, we are fiscally sponsored by Sierra Art Foundation, so if you your large donations or your donations can easily be offered as a tax tax deductible, yeah, yep, yeah, make thing. Ta- tax deductible thing, tax deductible thing that accountants <laughs> know about, and you probably do too if you were thinking about donating money. You probably yes, understand. Thank you, thank you. Um, so the other, the other thing is, while you're up there, sign up for our newsletter. Absolutely, mm. because that's actually. Um, our way we, we we send out a newsletter once a quarter so not very often we don't really send much more than that we're not going to spam the crap out of you but it's a great way to know about what we're doing and where there are opportunities to um, participate and support us as well so but and share that with other friends who might be interested artists and and potential partners in the whole bit but that's that's a great way to connect with us in a sort of light touch way that keeps you in our orbit thank you indeed and that was the special We Are From Dust podcast with Will Chase talking about our year, 2020. the year that everyone who had a computer or a smartphone could become a burner. It was the year that we've kind of grown our wings and placed art outside our home stead, which is Point San Pablo, but we've got a space in Salt Lake City and we've got a beautiful location over in the UK. Don't forget, We Are From Dust is a non-profit organisation and you can support our mission to bring the transformative power of interactive art to public spaces by making an online donation at wearefromdust.org. As mentioned, We Are From Dust is fiscally sponsored by the Sierra Art Foundation. Have a great festive season. Goodbye.